Hello and welcome to Easy Big Takes, the podcast where we read you the one-star reviews of your favorite movies and more. My name's Kat. And I'm Riley. We, you know, we didn't, we couldn't have enough when it came to doing sequels of movies that were based on young adult novels. So we decided to start the Hunger Games. So here we fucking go. Mm-hmm. Are you excited? I'm excited. You ready to go on this journey? It's shorter than Twilight by one movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that's bearable. I think five was too many. Yeah, no, uh, five is way too much. And I'm thinking about squeezing the last two together. Yeah, I think I think that would be possible to mm-hmm. to do with mm-hmm. Hunger Games yeah. uh, for Mockingjay. So before we get started in our opinions of the first Hunger Games movie, let's get into some background information. So the Hunger Games came out in 2012, which is the same year that Breaking Dawn Part 1 came out. Is it? Was it one or two? It... No, because they did um, a teaser trailer for Catching Fire at the premiere for Breaking Dawn Part 2. So really? It, it, yeah. Okay. So The Hunger Games came out earlier that year, and then Breaking Dawn Part 2 came out later in the year. This movie is two hours and 22 minutes long. All of these movies are two hour plus. So, yay. The one I watched had, it was um three hours. Do you watch the extended edition? I guess I did. It's the, it's the one on Hulu. See, the one on Hulu that I watched was two hours and 22 minutes. Wait. I might have watched the three hour one and just not realized. <laughs> yeah. Because. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Whichever one's on Hulu, they're, that's the one they're we They're both long. Both yeah. of those are long movies. <laughs> they are. If you don't know, The Hunger Games is a dystopian action film series that was adapted from a young adult novel. I can't talk today. It's okay. <laughs> this is how it was when we were doing the fucking unacknowledged one. I oh, like spent yeah. 10 minutes on a sentence. <laughs> I, was, I was struggling to read. <laughs> it, was, it was a rough we, one. Reading is not our strong suit. It's not. Um... <laughs> And these are my own fucking notes. So if you don't know, The Hunger Games is a dystopian action film series that was adapted from young adult novels or or a trilogy written by Suzanne Collins. Just a fun fact, she actually was on the the writing team for the screenplay of this movie. So she was very involved in this one for the writing. Really? Um, Not not so much in the next ones, but just Hmm. this one. She was super involved. Um, A quick summary of The Hunger Games... In what once was North America, the capital of Panem maintains its hold on its 12 districts by forcing them each to select a boy and a girl called Tributes to complete to compete in a nationally televised event called the Hunger Games. Every citizen must watch as the youths fight to the death until only one remains. District 12 Tribute Katniss Everdeen has little to rely on other than her hunting skills and sharp instincts in an arena where she must weigh survival against love. It's a lot darker of a concept than I remember, it's, I'm being honest. It's kids killing kids. Like, I, mm-hmm. I was watching, like, when they went into the arena, and I was like, what was this, right? PG-13? Is that what you said? Yes. It's, yeah. it's pretty, it's not gory, but it's a lot. It's violent. It's violent, sure. especially towards, like, these are children. Mm-hmm. And Catching fire is way more violent. I, I haven't seen it, so, because I, I was watching this one, and, like, there's a part where, like, the Kato dude just completely just snaps the neck of this yeah, one kid. Like, like, it's nothing. It, like, it's nothing, and it's it's kind of jarring. It kind of jarred me. I was like, what? I remember the way I found out that uh, Rachel's dad was a Marine <laughs> was because we were talking about the Hunger Games, and yeah. she just randomly chimes in and goes, it takes actually a, a whole lot of strength to be able to do that, so I don't think that kid could have done it. <laughs> 
that's such that's so funny how do you know that, and like Rachel? you know i thought of that because he does it so easily i'm like you couldn't have done that that's so funny i didn't realize how violent it was especially like okay rue when she dies in the middle of a fucking sentence yeah it's so heartbreaking it was heartbreaking in the book yeah i remember being really sad i think i i think i cried i think i, think I so did sad. too but in the movie just it's so jarring it is, and she's so little. <laughs> she is. She's just a little kid. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. There's, just like, there's also another little kid. He doesn't have any lines, but he has like, right when they release him to the arena, and he's hiding, and he, get, he grabs a bag, gets up, and that, yeah, and that Kato dude just completely, mm-hmm. like, I'm pretty sure he cuts his head off. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, something like that happens. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's pretty violent. Like, it's not The gory. book is more violent. Yeah, no, the, I'm, yeah, I remember the book being violent, which is so funny that this was, we were made to read this in sixth grade. That's the funniest thing. Eighth bit. grade. Was it eighth grade? Mm-hmm. Okay. Still, <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. pretty funny that and we They were, took us to see it. <laughs> they took us to go see it. Like, you couldn't go see the movie if you didn't read the book. Yeah, that's the only reason I read the book. Yeah. I was like, I want to go to the movies in the middle of the day. Are I don't want to be the kid left at school because I didn't read the book. Yeah. Also, it was a pretty entertaining book and it was like an activity filled day too they didn't mm-hmm. like just take us to the movies they yeah made us, like break up into like districts uh-huh yeah i, remember I was that. in i was in whichever one the fishing one was that's the one i was in i have i could not even tell you i which don't one. know why i remember that that's but, like, so i can't believe you remember that i have no clue i have no clue that is all i remember i remember that and then going to the movies and then someone i was friends with fell asleep during the movie <laughs> Or like it was the camera was oh that that's something we will get into when we mm-hmm. get into our thoughts and feelings. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get the rest of this information out of the way. Yeah, someone got like motion sickness yes. from how shaky. It oh is. my god, I completely understand. So much that. shakier than I remember. Oh yeah, I yeah. Uh, well, I'll get into it later, but I'll yeah. let you. And not to be dramatic, but it reminds me of the opening scenes of fucking Saving Private Ryan. Oh my god. <laughs> Just how fucking shaky that shit is. In this episode, we're going to talk about the comparisons of the Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah, this is actually just my essay about how <laughs> the par- the cinematic parallels between Saving Private Ryan and the Hunger Games. Oh, no. <laughs> but anyway, so to get into a bit of the cast and crew, this one was directed by Gary Ross. He also directed Pleasantville, which he also wrote. And I know a lot of people really hate that movie. I've heard the opposite. I've seen, I know it's I very liked popular. It. I haven't seen it. I know it's very popular. Or yeah, it's got Tobey Maguire in it. What could you? Yeah, it does have Tobey Maguire. I don't. I've never seen it, and I've heard. I've heard good things about it, but I don't know if that's just because they're bits, <laughs> like they're joking yeah. about it, because it's ironic. Yeah. I don't know. The screenplay was written by Gary Ross as well, and Susan Collins, who wrote the novels, and Billy Ray, not Cyrus. Um, <laughs> Who who wrote Captain Phillips? Okay. <laughs> and so then, because of how grand these movies are, I wanted to list some other people. So the production design was actually done by Phil Phil Messina, who did the production design on another movie Jennifer Lawrence was in, Mother. Which oh. if you have anxiety, don't watch that. Yeah. Sheen Dugall or Dougal was the VFX supervisor on this movie. Next up, we'll get into the cast. Jennifer Lawrence plays Katniss. Josh Hutchinson plays Peta. Liam Hemsworth plays Gale. Amanda Stenberg plays Rue. Woody Harrelson plays Hamish. Elizabeth Banks plays Effie. And then some other people who are in it are 
Stanley Tucci, Donald Sutherland, Wes Bentley, and Lenny Kravitz. So this movie had a stacked cast. Yeah. It's it's pretty impressive, actually. It is very impressive mm-hmm. for this, but I think because it was made after like the Twilight series and how big that got just from being like... They knew how profitable they would be. It doesn't matter yeah. like, oh, they're for kids or, oh, this is dumb. No, you're going to make money <laughs> if you're in these movies. Yeah, literally. When it came out, it actually was the highest grossing film that Lionsgate had put out at that point. And it was um, the top grossing film domestically in the box office four weekends in a row when it first came out. So it just, it it went off with a bang. Oh, yeah. And then, let's see. So another thing I wanted to talk about a little bit was people, like, since it's a young adult novel that's dystopian, people speculate about what the theme of the book is. So I'm going to read some a list of ones that I found of just different theme Mm -hmm. ideas that people speculate this movie is about. Mm -hmm. A lot of them, I think it's honestly all of them, like a mixture of all of them, Mm -hmm. but it was inequality slash class divide, the evils of authoritarian government, Mm -hmm. feminist revision of sci-fi action blockbuster. Oh yeah. My speculation mainly, and this is the tangent I went on yesterday when I was writing my notes, um, capitalism like the evils of capitalism. Yeah. And then something, something war is bad. I don't know. I yeah. just, that's, that's in there too. That's a given. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the fun facts for this movie that I found were that Suzanne Collins collaborated with Ray and Ross on the script. Some things that they changed from the novel were that they replaced Katniss's inner monologue because she's the narrator in the book by expanding on the character of Seneca Crane, showing exposition through him because mm-hmm. they can't externalize her thoughts mm-hmm. um and they visualize the command center because you know originally in the book katniss has no idea what the command center looks like but they wanted to visualize it to highlight how artificial this fighting arena is and then sheen Dougal, and ross kept like an omniscient view of everything that would justify the Deus machina experiences that katniss goes through just to like make it feel a little more detached okay yeah yeah and then Taylor Swift and the Civil Wars run a, won a Grammy for Best Song for Safe and Sound for this movie. Um, the Capitol design was based on building designs from the 1939 New York World's Fair. And a lot of the political symbols were based on political power symbols from Tiananmen Square and the Red Square. Mm. Um, Saoirse Ronan, Emma Roberts, and Abigail Breslin auditioned for Katniss. Evan Peters auditioned to be PETA. And then David Slade was considered to direct and he did uh twilight eclipse right the last thing i have is that jennifer lawrence was taught archery by olympic bronze medalist archer katuna lorig which i thought was cool yeah like got an olympian to train her how to do archery that's really cool and then she yeah and then she also trained in yoga rock slash tree climbing combat running and lastly and most importantly parkour (laughs) i mean i saw all those things in the movie she needed to. Okay, let's get into thoughts and feelings so I can get all these thoughts and feelings out. You go first. Okay. I was very surprised on how entertained I was throughout this movie. I thought I was going to be bored. I thought it was going to be way too long. I thought I was... I was... I was entertained. Like, it It was... God, three hours, but mm-hmm. it didn't feel that long. And... Right? I, I did want to ask you a question. So I love all the costumes and all these. Like, I love the makeup. I love the costumes. I love... Is it camp? 
Um, I think you could consider it. Could you argue? I bet you could argue. You can argue anything, but... <laughs> I actually had something written down about the costume design. Mm-hmm. Um, the costume design was done by Judiana Makovsky, and she and her crew, who based the district outfits off of 1950s America, mm. and... Oh, yeah, because, like, District 12 looks like 1930s, like, Depression mm-hmm. era, so it yeah. makes sense, like... yeah. And they kept it to like gray and blues. Mm-hmm. And then with the capital, they made everything very theatrical and bright. Mm-hmm. And they used a lot of flowers and ruffles and face powder. You know, they look, they look like, they all look like Marie Antoinette. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's not the most creative thing on, on the planet mm-hmm. to like use those parallels for that. But I think it's really cool that that level of thought was put into it. Yeah. And it made it. You know, just visually interesting. I, re- I yeah. did I did like it. And there was like some makeup looks. I'm like, that looks good. <laughs> I would wear at, it. <laughs> at one point, there was like a makeup look they did on Katniss. And I was like, I could see that makeup look being in fucking Euphoria. Like, <laughs> yeah. That, that looks like something people would do now. Exactly. Are we in Hunger Games now? <laughs> <laughs> we might be. I love the costumes and the makeup. I thought it was really fun. Uh, Stanley Tucci. Holy crap. I love the fucking, that the actor. The fucking flappers they make him wear. Flappers? For his teeth. It's like <gasps> That's a, not his real teeth, is it? No. Oh. It's um, Flappers are this thing that like beauty queens and like pageant kids mm-hmm. use that like it makes your teeth look like you have like just perfect teeth. Oh, you just like put on. okay. That's why he talks like this. <laughs> and why he's so scary looking. Yeah. <laughs> I love, he was so good. I was, he was amazing. He's amazing in it. I yeah. love Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. I just I'm a huge Woody Harrelson fan, so I just love him. I don't think he has the most interesting role, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of he just hangs out. He's just there. There is a scene where Peta is reaching to grab a drink away from his hand, and he just and he puts, puts his, his foot up. bare ass foot on his chest. It's so nasty. That's, a, that's how I want to stop people from doing things. Exactly. You know? Well, I like I saw that he was lifting his foot up to stop him. I was not expecting him to be barefoot. It was the f- he's in a train. It made me laugh so hard. they were dirty. They were dirty. His toenails were dirty. There's no reason for them that way. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard because that's that's to me it's just a Woody thing. Like, yeah. I don't see that man. I doubt he wears shoes He just shoes showed often. up on set. I, and they they forgot he didn't have shoes on. They didn't bother to look down. No, And they, they just, didn't. in that scene, they were like, oh, God. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> I I think that's about it. I might bring up something later, because I think there was something, but I can't remember now. So you I'm know. sure my fucking laundry list of <laughs> yeah. thoughts will spark something. Yes. Um, so... I used to think Prim was like a little bitch when I watched it, mm-hmm. but then I realized that I would have, I would probably end up being Prim. I'm not Katniss. Oh, <laughs> not, no. I'm not volunteering for nobody. No. <laughs> like, oh God, no. I would. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Liam's character, Gail. Yeah. He he ha- He's like, I don't, I don't want to run away. He's a he's a like a dodge drafter, fucking, and I he is a fucking dodge. Draft. I would totally do it. I'm not sticking around. Draft dodger. Did I say dodger draft? You said dodged drafter. Dodge drafter. Okay, I guess that doesn't make sense. Is that a new car or something? <laughs> the dodge drafter. <laughs> but yeah, like Gail 
Gail was planning on running off and yeah. dodging the draft. Oh, yeah. Um, here we fucking go again. Team PETA or Team Gail. I'm always firmly Team PETA because Gail is just not as emotionally there in the story for me to give a fuck. PETA is so ugly. <laughs> I had a huge no. I had a huge crush on him when he, I was a kid. I don't. I don't know. I just. I thought he was cute, well, and so I don't know. He seemed sweeter too. I don't know. So I, your team, Gail. I don't know. I don't. I. I also agree. He is not emotionally there. Yeah, because like his character isn't really around that much. Like yeah. he's just kind of like kind of the love. He's just part of the love triangle that kind of yeah, barely kind of barely exists in, <laughs> in those movies it's not really played yeah. very hard it's a fake relationship and her like childhood love yeah you wouldn't think you wouldn't think she would go for Peta, but like they're trauma bonded y- yeah <laughs> i did i've watched it because i remember in the book in the books they end up together Peta and katniss yeah. I'm sure they follow along with the books, but I want to see more of the movies, see where that develops. Also, a little shout out, uh, I don't like PETA's name for a man because my boyfriend's sister has a fat little chihuahua named PETA, <laughs> so I can't take a grown man's is it name. After, is it after the Hunger Games PETA? I don't know. I'm, like actually, I'm gonna have to ask her because I, no. I never even thought about that because like, I, I guess I forgot, but ask her. I'm going to ask her because that's interesting. <laughs> My next thing, and I wrote down that I forgot how intentionally shaky it was. Oh, and man. then the capital people, Marie Antoinette thing. I wrote down anti-capitalist. And then I said, no matter how dystopian things get, money will always equal power. Mm. Um, and then I... You did go into it. <laughs> I did. Yeah. And then I said that PETA looks perpetually lost. He like he has resting. He has resting, huh? face that's the thing about his character he's always confused but the second he's on camera he he's like turns out to charm like a celebrity i'm like that is that is not consistent with the rest of this character and i guess you could say like oh that's celebrity life i think that the they were trying to make it to where like he's just a really genuinely nice person so he just is like that like when he's being interviewed by stanley tucci's character he goes can you smell me do i smell like roses like that is it was so funny it just made me laugh but but like to me that was like such a talk show host moment why is he pr trained yeah he's pr trained that's what i'm saying and like the only pr they get is like in the back room they're like just hey bitch is like don't be a dick don't be a dick and then uh lenny kravitz what is is it lenny kravitz yeah his character he's all like just be yourself (laughs) And it's, it's just, I just thought it was like very inconsistent with his character to be so confident on screen and be like just a lost child <laughs> everywhere That's else. That's fair. You could think of it this way too. Katniss, the whole, fi- the whole way she gets out of dying is by f- pretending to be in love with Peta mm-hmm. and like fake a whole whole romance thing. Yeah, keep them alive. Maybe that's him doing the same thing. Oh, you know, okay. Like, like it's, he's, it's a survival tactic. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I can buy that. People can't see you coming if you're acting smart 24-7. Yeah, okay. The other things I wrote, um, Hamish is great. The CGI fire outfits look terrible. Oh, so bad. And then I used to not like Katniss as much. Mm-hmm. Or I th- and I thought when I was rewatching this, I was going to find her annoying. Mm-hmm. I like her. I remember like there was a big hate thing over Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, that's but- something I didn't add in the fun facts. But like there were like a list of controversies. Literally, people were po- like making fun of her weight, 
because she wasn't like real thin and, and literally like, she's like the most like she looks like normal and just the fact that people always have to talk about women's weight is always just so aggravating yeah <laughs> that's like so inappropriate th- and we've made it so normal <laughs> to do i think also she was like not to be a woman hater because i love women okay mm-hmm. <laughs> i am one and i love them yeah it's women's month god damn it <laughs> she was a little like i'm so quirky oh yeah she'd be like i eat pizza and don't work out which is aggravating because she's to me i always thought she was like super thin well, it was mostly like the baby fat on her face that she hadn't like lost yet oh yeah i guess and like, just, like it was stupid you know. shit like that yeah I remember, like, uh, she had some nudes leaked. And yes. for whatever reason, and this was during that era where people would just blame the woman. <laughs> They'd be like, why are you taking woman. nude pictures in the first place? Be like, fuck, fuck off. People are just crazy. And it's just insane. I just remember, like, I felt bad for her then. Your privacy was invaded, and now people are mad at you because of it. Literally. <laughs> like, to me, that's just so crazy. It's, like, also this weird expectation if it's like you played a character for something that was for younger people you have to be like this perfect role model forever forever literally (laughs) and it's it's like she is a human being no kidding she's an adult human she can do that she She was not expecting (laughs) someone to hack into her iCloud you know and steal her private photos I I think I do like her as an actress do I think she's the most like versatile actress no. She does a lot more yelling and crying in the next one. Yeah. Not to reduce her character down too much. Like, it's it's definitely a step up from how teenage girls get portrayed a lot. Action-type movies, or just women in general, get portrayed mm-hmm. in, like, action movies. Like, she's more strong than PETA, and I always liked that. There's like, yeah. he's the weak one. Yeah, that's the, that's the best part. But the last thing I had on my list was just the fact that these movies are the reason I ha- I own a bow and arrow. I remember that. I remember you got one. <laughs> That's so funny. Yes. If I can find it, I'll I'll post a picture for this episode with fucking funny. me in my fucking bow and arrow position. Also, my name is Cat, so people oh. would call me Catness as a nickname. Did you like that at that time or I was like whatever. <laughs> okay. It, Whatever. I don't really care what nickname people come up with for me as long as it's not mean. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. That's everything I have. Do you have anything else to add before we move on? Um, just This is off topic, but like when you just said like, oh, I don't mind nicknames as long as they're not mean. There are people where you just abbreviate their name a little like and they lose their minds. They can't. They're like, they're like that's not that. my name. And it's like. I changed your whole name for an entire. <laughs> exactly. For four years People didn't know who. Dev- they didn't know there was the same person named Debbie and Riley who were meeting me going, you're Riley. I was like, yes. Thanks, Kat. Yeah. <laughs> People don't know who I am. <laughs> you go by your middle name. Let's call you your first name. <laughs> I have, I've just said the worst first name though. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> so moving on to the critics. Of course, Richard Propes has seen this movie and wrote a review about it. So we'll start there with him. Nice. Also, He followed us on Instagram, which I think is very sweet. Um, I looked into his Instagram. He's a very, like, charitable dude. Like, he just seems like a nice person. So that's really cool. So this is from the independent critic, Richard Propes, written in 2012. Initially, Propes was underwhelmed by the trailer and was expecting the film to be a disaster and says that it wasn't a masterpiece, but it does belong to be, like, among the best 
of like film adaptions of like young adult novels like for example like Harry Potter like Mm -hmm. he believes it deserves to be up on those levels too it was it it's pretty good for a young adult film adaptation it i mean i was entertained through it and Mm -hmm. as someone who actually did read the book and see the movie it was Mm -hmm. i mean i don't know if they changed anything it was pretty like close it's pretty it's pretty true to the book it's i do have a review of it that claims otherwise oh but we'll get there okay he mentions that the film reverses gender stereotypes and believes that it's superior to Twilight and believes that, like, Katniss is a better character than Bella is and, like, they couldn't even compete. Like, they're not even in the same realm. Okay, like, physically? Like, if they fought? <laughs> I guess so. It, or is it it's talking, it like, just character-wise? Like, like, I think Katniss a little is bit a stronger of both. character than Bella. <laughs> he means both. That's so funny. I'm interpreting it as both. Richard, if you ever (laughs) fucking watch this (laughs) or listen to this, you could tell me, let me know otherwise. DM DM us on Instagram. I'm going to agree with him on both. If it's a stronger character, yes, Katniss is probably a stronger character than Bella. I also agree. And I also believe Katniss could kick Bella's ass. I do too. If they were to be. So I also Even when she's in vampire form. Even when she's a vampire, I think Katniss still has a pretty good chance. Yeah. She trained in parkour, okay? She could beat your ass. <laughs> anyway, so the writer, he also believes that the writers and the director found a good balance with everything they did for the film. Lawrence was one of the best of the up-and-coming actors in Hollywood. Hodgerson couldn't quite keep up with Lawrence, but is a nice contrast to her acting. And then Stenberg shines as Rue. And then ends the review with, quote, The Hunger Games is a film where both style and substance work together to create one of the year's best action flicks so far. I mean, yeah, it's a decent action movie. And by that, uh, during that time, yeah, I bet so. So the next one is a negative one that was written in 2020. Very recently. Written by Patrick Navarro on their website, P. Navarro. They say that it's a workmanlike exposition of ev- events in the novel and that it left no room for virtuosity, and it's a literal-slash-unsurprising adaptation of the novel. says also that it's a mixture of other, quote, largely better sci-fi dystopian stories, and included Blade Runner on that list, if you need an example of what this critic thinks is a superior dystopian sci-fi story. There's more of a focus on politics in the film version than in the novel. For example, like showing the riots in District 11 after Rue is killed. Action sequences are disappointing. There was no gore or violence because it was for a family audience and that the the shots are jerky and the the cuts are jarring. Okay, the last bit, yeah. I don't want to call him a psycho, but like, come on. Like, there was enough... These were kids being murdered in a film. Do you need a Kill Bill bloodbath? To yeah, no really kidding. Because, like, there was a, this kid, one of those kids snapped the neck of the other kid. I'm sorry, is that, that, that's not enough violence for you? Yeah. Like, a little girl got stabbed. <laughs> like, it's a lot. And to me, again, I think this is something of, like, someone who is not the targeted audience is watching a movie and they're judging it like it is for them. What is the point? in comparing this like epic action movie that has a really strong female lead Mm -hmm. and going um it's just copying from other sci-fi dystopian stories and i'm sorry to compare this movie to blade runner like you're reaching you are just grabbing good movies and going it's not as good as this i'm like no one ever said it was (laughs) 
every fucking sci-fi copies from each other. Okay? No kidding. It's just, and it like, just there's something like called Battle Royale. Yeah, that one gets compared to because the story itself is like really similar. Yeah. Battle Royale came up quite a bit when I was looking for stuff about this. So the next one is from Fantasy and Science Fiction Magazine by Kathy Mao. I think we read one of her uh, reviews for one of the Twilight movies. I don't remember which one, uh, but this was written in 2014. She believes that pulling off Katniss as a character is really difficult, but Laura, uh, Jennifer Lawrence gave Katniss the strength as well as she communicated um, the horror and the fear really well for Katniss mm-hmm. and that this is a <laughs> the Hunger Games is a coming of age movie if it involved a, a kill or be killed gladiator contest. That's all she really said about the Hunger Games specifically. Okay, well, yeah, totally. Like, I think it, the fear and like the, the surrealness of mm-hmm. what is happening, like, yeah. I think they show that very well. Someone would, she's almost like numb, you know, yeah. for a lot of the movie. I mean, how else are you supposed to react to this, you know? Like, what in your life is supposed to prepare you? No kidding. Yeah. And, like, even someone who grew up knowing that this is a possibility that could happen, watching it on screen happen to other kids, they still don't know what to do. I mean, yeah. yeah of course not. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it was very well written for that. So, I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, Jennifer Lawrence did a good job portraying that. I, she did. She was good. She was good. That was another thing. I I meant to – so Jennifer Lawrence in Suzanne Collins' mind perfectly matches, like, the maturity level while still being, like, you know, a kid going into a situation like this mm-hmm. really well. And, like, you know, she thinks Jennifer Lawrence did an amazing job of portraying Katniss, how she wanted her to be. And then she was discovered. Definitely, yeah. So the last review I found was from Fort Worth Weekly. Oh, nice. Represent Texas. Oh, yeah. this was written by christian lynn in 2012 lynn believes that the film didn't adapt 100 percent well from the novel but it doesn't economically it does a good job of setting up this complicated premise Mm -hmm. so you know it had a it had a big budget i think i actually wrote down what the budget was for this movie a 75 million dollar budget on the first movie of a trilogy yeah because how much was the one for twilight was Let it around, see. I want to say around 60, 69. <laughs> I, one of them was though, like it was around 68 or 69 million. I'm looking at it now. None of them are anywhere near that. Are you serious? Um, <laughs> so the first Twilight had $37 million budget. Oh, way the second Twilight. Okay. The second Twilight had $50 million. Okay. So like it that's that's a lot lower than the Hunger Games getting seventy five million dollars yeah. for the first movie. Where did I get sixty million. <laughs> I think you're just your mind's in the I, gutter. I'm I think just, that's where. Yeah, I need to clean it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Lynn also believes that the director uh, Gary Ross makes made a point to differentiate the film from other fantasy adventure young adult films at that time. So it's more of like a natural lighting, like gritty rustic setting because it's district 12 is set in the appalachian mountains right also believes that lawrence's performance grounds the movie especially during the middle part of it where it seems like it very easily lose its way plot wise um and then ends the review with quote adds up to an intelligent reasonably well-made first installment that leaves us primed for katniss's future adventures true yeah yeah Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. I'm excited to see the new one because I can't remember if I saw the second one or not. I think I said yeah. I didn't, but 
I can't, I legitimately can't remember if I have or not. There's a lot of stuff I thought happened in the Hunger Games that happens in that one. Mm, okay. So like, I think I most of my issues with it were I was just confusing which movie stuff happened in. Okay. But I think that's a pretty good way to sum up this movie. Like, it's not the perfect film no. adaptation of a novel. No. But it it had the budget and the good like a good writers and directors to make it like mm-hmm. set up well for the rest. No. Yeah. Definitely. And it was entertaining. Like I was not expecting to be as entertained as I ended yeah. up being. And, oh, yeah. And, like, it was so funny because, like, I was watching it and I was trying to remember details from the book and movie. So I was, like, Googling stuff that I remember Googling in, like, eighth <laughs> grade when we were reading the books. Going, like, technically could an adult volunteer as tribute in the district in case a parent wanted to take their place a child. You can't do that, by the way. I looked it up. You can't. Or, like, oh. I looked up, like, did, has anyone lost? Has, has no one won a Hunger Games? I think there was one. In like, I think they mention in the books or something where there's like one there's Hunger so Games. Much, so many details in the book about just little things that really don't matter, but like they were interesting to read because yeah. like the whole history of like the Hunger Games because it's been happy for like what seventy five years. Like I, I wanted to after we finish this, I'm probably gonna reread at least like the first two. Yeah, because. I remember really, really liking I, the Catching Fire book. I remember book. really liking them. And then I don't remember yeah. the last one. I remember, remember like being- I read Mockingjay, but I don't think I finished it. We can move on now to the audience reviews. So the first positive review that I have is from Letterboxd, and it is titled, First Harry Potter, Then Twilight, Now the Hunger Games, America's Next Obsession, and was written in 2012. Wow, what an adrenaline rush. I was so impressed with this film that I created an account just so I could review it. I'm from Hawaii, and I managed to catch an, <laughs> an early screening of the movie. First off, let me start by saying that I have read all three books, and I must admit that the trailer made me a bit hesitant. I mean, in the trailer, they didn't get the little details right. For instance, Katniss's backpack is supposed to be orange, and it isn't. But that didn't stop me <laughs> from seeing the movie, and it should not stop you either. The movie followed the books as closely as a PG-13 rating would allow, and the things they did change didn't distract from the overall movie. I don't want to say too much, but this movie is a magnificent start to what I hope will be an epic trilogy. The actors slash actresses are wonderfully cast, and their performances are extremely convincing, not to mention that there is plenty of suspense and action to keep you glued to the screen, even if you've already read the books. Now, I know it's difficult to watch a movie when you've already read the books. People already have preconceived notions about who the actors slash actresses should have been, what the setting should look like, and how the plot should unfold. But I promise you, the movie does the book plenty of justice. My advice would be to enter the theater with a big bag of popcorn and an open mind. Just make sure it's ready to be blown. Such a sweet one. Like I just love it. That was just like so like this is gonna be good. You're gonna like it. Don't so cute. Just be open minded. I love that. Get a big bag of popcorn and yeah, that's so sweet. I love it. That was a good one. And I agree. I totally agree. Now moving on to the first negative review. (laughs) Now the goblins are coming. (laughs) So I cut out like half of the shit this person listed that was different. Because I'm just gonna I'm just gonna mention the few ones that they say in here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a two out of ten from IMDb, written in 2012, titled "Why Reasons Why the Hunger Games Was an Insult to the Novel." 
The book has some dark themes, teenage violence, famine, and an oppressive government, but it also has a love story that creeps up throughout the series. The characters are genuine, the tone serious, and the message powerful. Unfortunately, the screenplay translated none of these to the big screen. This is how The Hunger Games completely missed the mark. Randa, it had random mockumentary style filming. I guess that just means like, you know, it looks like it's on a shoulder mount yeah. sometimes. And then Katniss finds the Mockingjay pin at the trading area, completely eliminating the scene with Madge, which would have shown the extreme wealth difference in the country. Here's the thing. That probably wouldn't have changed much. They can do that in different ways. They're still going to show. I, I'm going to bet most of the complaints this person's going to make are about little tiny details that really don't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hamish not being enough of an alcoholic for them. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, little references to food and lack thereof there weren't oh there weren't enough references to food or the lack of food which are you kidding me and he was and then they said i thought it was supposed to be the hunger games (laughs) (laughs) all right love the comment but are you kidding me there's a part where gail takes out bread she goes is that real like she's never seen bread before so i'm sorry (laughs) i'm gonna say there is a lack of food Let's see. Um, they think that Hamish overexplains the games to Peta and Katniss in the movie to make it seem like they've never heard of it before. They do think that Jennifer Lawrence did a good job. That's good. Um, she, they said that she did the best acting job she could with what she was given, basically. Mm-hmm. They said that jo- Josh Hutcherson's acting ruined it, though. Okay. <laughs> he's the, I think he's going to be the, um, the Taylor Lautner of these movies. Yeah. I I can see that. That that was about it. They just felt that the it wasn't up to their standard of the novel. Well, that's just a given with any anyone who reads a book. And it's like in that the IMD, IMBD one that you just read. Like everyone's gonna have their own vision of what they think it should look like, and if you're gonna hold on to that. You're gonna get disappointed because it's not gonna be that way. So this next one's gonna make you a little a little heated. Okay, I can feel it. Just. Because of the sheer stupidity of it. Okay. (laughs) I'm ready. IMDb, 1 out of 10, titled Stupid Unrealistic. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's funny. Okay. (laughs) I like that. It's unrealistic. Bold. Bold claim to make. Bold claim to make. Written in 2012. I can't believe that anyone would think that any world would exist where parents, adults, would allow children to be selected to fight to the death. They don't have a fucking choice. They, yeah. It's <laughs> clearly it's literally an authoritarian government. They don't they don't get to choose. They can't say no. So they go on. It's just such a ridiculous concept that it defies belief. There is no way that it could <laughs> there, there is no way that it could exist ever in any realm or universe. People would rather die than allow this type of stupidity to happen. It is the very basis of his, of existence where the tiniest animal or insect would fight to protect their young no matter how big the attacker. Against any odds, no matter how hopeless, I find it sick to think that young children are being killed. I don't care if the book was popular. It's just dumb. How about making something with some intelligence? It's called fiction, idiot. It's fiction. Also, do they think this is real? <laughs> do they think this actually this is, happened? This is another one of those people where I'm like, did you think you watched a documentary? Do you? It's a fiction about the future. It's a fiction book story 
about the future of a dystopian. I just, it, there's no explaining this to someone. This person's so out of reach of explaining mm -hmm. to them. They're just, not even wrong, just like, you're not. <laughs> you're on a, like, you're just we're on, a, all on the same page over here. Yeah. You're reading a different book. You're on a different planet. <laughs> you're, you like, are gone. <laughs> you are reading the Divergent series on another planet right now. Okay? Yeah, exactly. Another fun fact about, since I just mentioned the Divergent series. Yeah. The Hunger Games se book series actually inspired the writer of the Divergent series to write Divergent. I remember hearing that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I bet I bet it did a, for a lot of young adult writer or uh, yeah. writers because gosh, those books were everywhere. And the Divergent book was so good, but the movie was so fucking bad. I remember seeing the movie. I never read the book. I remember seeing the movie and hating it. <laughs> I read the book. I was fucking pissed. It's just one of those things where the way that things are described in the books mm -hmm. and how much time they spent on the different, I think they were called factions. Mm -hmm. There's so much detail that they just, you can't turn into a movie yeah. from that book. Yeah. Also, I don't like Shailene Woodley. I so don't think she's a strong <laughs> actress. I'm sorry. I was, li I was yeah. literally going to make that comment, but I didn't want to sound too mean. <laughs> but no. No, I literally agree. I don't think she's a strong actress. She's widely disliked as an actress. Yeah. She's kind of like Chloe Grace Moretz. People just don't like her. Yeah. Shailene Woodley's a really big environmental um, activist, though. That's good. Yeah. But she's not a bad person. She's just, her acting is yeah. awful. I can't name a movie where I like her. <laughs> like, or I can't, I'm going to be honest, I can't think of another movie that she's in. Uh, White Bird in a Blizzard where she tarnishes the name of Katrina and I'll never <laughs> forgive her for it. Are you always saying that? Yeah. Well, because the whole, ugh, the other people in it are good, the premise is bad, and she sucks. <laughs> it's literally her boyfriend fucks her dad. Oh, I remember you telling me about this. Yeah. The main character has my fucking name, so I'll never <laughs> forgive her for that. Jeez. But anyway, the last one from IMDb is a 1 out of 10, 2012 titled that's the title um it's titled way too many close-ups agreed <laughs> this, <laughs> this movie was 90 percent close-ups there was no opportunity to explore this world with your own eyes the director kept telling you exactly what you should be looking at which was usually a close-up of someone talking the movie had close-ups of everything, including the faces of horses followed by close-ups of their feet trotting. Add a shaky camera and blurred out backgrounds and you have a movie made by an editor rather than a director that knows how to compose shots. Ooh, that is a burn. The and editor had to save this shit. Yeah. And I'm not going to say they're wrong. They're pretty... Like, that's the thing about this movie. It's not visually great. It is... Mm -mm. It's shaky, shaky footage way too many close-ups mm -hmm. it's hard to watch that yeah so that's a that is a genuine critique that i agree with definitely okay they have a few sentences at the very end where they say this world that this movie took place in looked fascinating but each shot was only a few seconds long there was no long shots so that i could study their clothes hair and how they moved a very disappointing movie experience I always see katniss's like hair and how it was braided i'm sorry it just looked like a train wreck yeah. Her hair is braided in the weirdest way possible. Yeah, it's like it's like looped around, and the back is so messy. Like I don't mm -hmm. understand. So that that was another critique I had. You could say it's realistic. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because like, like if I, I attempted that, that's how it would look. Mm -hmm. 
Probably not as good as the movie, but. We can move on to the letterbox reviews. They're not as spicy as the um, Twilight ones, Dang. but they're still, they're still decent. Hmm. So this first review is from 2020, and it is a star and a half. It goes, I read the book in 2009 or 2010 and hated it, so I never read the others or watched the films. Turns out, my taste is pretty much the same today, and it remains a truly dismal story that never takes any sort of risks while becoming further muted by the PG-13 rating. I really never can stand this YA garbage, dreading the next four. So you're watching them anyway? Yeah, you don't have, you don't have to watch them, dude. <laughs> I love, and this isn't, this one isn't an example of it, but when you read like, oh, it's a one, one star, one star and a half, right? Mm-hmm. On Letterboxd, it could literally be anything, though. You could read the mm-hmm. rating, but that comment, it could be anything. It could tell you, oh my god, it's so funny what people will write. <laughs> Five-star reviews of somebody just decimating a movie. Decimating. But they'll say, like, they thought the actor was hot. So, five stars. Yes. <laughs> sexy. Five points for sexy. Um, okay, so the next one is from 2021. Is one star. I never fell asleep during a movie. That is until I watched Hunger Games. What a dull piece. The characters are forgettable and as bland as stale bread, and the very little action that's there is followed by practically nothing of value. The main idea is not top bad. Is Oh, it's not too bad. But the execution is extremely lacking. I didn't think it was that bad. No. That's the it thing. was entertaining. That's the thing. I, I thought this movie was entertaining, so I don't understand why people are going, like, really Like, the last one said, like, it took no risk. I was like, do I have to? <laughs> Just going by the Literally. book. What do you? What want? did you want them to yeah, do? Yeah, what do you want? <laughs> Where are your ideas? No kidding. You should have directed it then. I want to see one of these fucking critics. Yeah, you make a movie, and then I get you to critique. <laughs> yeah, I'm not making no movies. Yeah. I don't want you to critique my movies. No, my feelings will get hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, this next one is a half star from 2022, from four days ago. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> that is that just says white woman spotted. <laughs> Oh my god. I love Letterbox. Me too. <laughs> this next one is from 2019. Three and a half stars. And it says, PETA cosplaying as a rock will never not be funny to me. Okay, that was really, really funny. He fucking grabs her leg. <laughs> I just like, do they say where he got the paint to do that? Or the materials to do that? No, they don't, do they? Also, how much time did that fucking take? Oh, it took hours. And he did it to his own face. I noticed something whenever they were in like the little training sequence and everyone was like doing their skill. Mm-hmm. There was a girl just sorting leaves. I know, on the computer. I was like, what mm-hmm. is that going to do for anything? All you need to know is this is poison ivy, this is not. And it's very ironic because that character ends up being poisoned by the berries. So Maybe that's why they did that. Maybe. She's too focused on leaves. <laughs> She's too focused on those video games. <laughs> so going on. You and your damn video games. <laughs> The next one is three is a three star from 2019, and it says, "It's been seven years since this movie was released, and eleven years since the book was published, and here I am still laughing at how Katniss and Peeta's ship name is fucking Penis." I never heard that. That would have been the thing to hear in eighth grade, but I never heard it until just now. You never heard people call them Penis? No, this is the first I've ever heard of that. Did you ever hear anyone call her Cat Piss? I heard that one, yes. I do remember that one. But Penis. 
God, that's funny. Maybe I heard them saying penis. I just didn't know it was related to Hunger Games. I think their like actual ship name is like, or their family friendly one is Petenus. Oh, that's so close to it though. That's not who thought of that and thought it was okay. Someone on Tumblr. Oh geez. No. It's too <laughs> close. And then the one for her and Gail, I think, was Kale. Such 2012 humor. And then penis is just funny always. Timeless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's perfect. It's perfect. It's the perfect ship name. Just, penis, are you kidding it's me? It's so poorly planned. <laughs> Very much so. So I'm going to read this one star one from December of 2021. I really don't understand how they've managed to make it so incredibly bland. Script, colors, sets, and just about everything else is so painfully boring and rather cringeworthy most of the time. The god-awful decision to do so much shaky handheld camera work was unnecessary too, to say the least. But without this, I probably wouldn't have been able to play Apex Legends, so I guess this movie has has that going for it. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people do not like that shaky camera, and I agree. It is a little, like, disorienting. I, I think it's so distracting. Like, I mean... I mean, you just don't see anything. It's so... Yeah. And then the last one I have is from 2017. It is four stars. Very unpopular opinion. This is the only truly great Hunger Games movie. It's the least glamorized adaptation of the books, and that's what makes it so good. Unlike in Catching Fire when the games begin, it's truly terrifying. This isn't a popcorn summer movie like the other three Hunger Games films. This is straight up horrifying, like it should be. Every time I rewatch this movie, I look for all the problems people say it has, but every time I find myself liking it more and finding it more compelling. I like it every time I watch it again. This is my first time rewatching it. I liked it. Probably liked it more than it when I first saw it. I think this was only like my third or fourth time watching it. Yeah. Because I didn't I didn't rewatch this movie a whole lot. That was because streaming services weren't as big of a thing. And yeah. I didn't own it. Yeah, I saw it in theaters, didn't like it, had to watch it for this. I liked it. Yeah. That was entertaining. That was fun. Yeah. It was that like weird space between no more blockbusters and like... Well, Netflix had started. But it didn't have big stuff like this. Yeah. Well, you had to... Ma- they mailed you what you wanted. You mailed yeah, it that was when they were still... So it wasn't quite a streaming service like what we have today. Yeah. And you had to like walk to fucking Redbox if you wanted a movie. Like, yeah, that too. What a weird time. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't rewatch this movie a whole lot. No. If my family really, really liked a movie, we would either buy it on like iTunes mm-hmm. or buy it on like DVD. Yeah. But like, I guess The Hunger Games, the rest of my family was not as much of a fan as I was apparently. Yeah, they didn't make the list. All the Twilight movies did though. That's hilarious. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but that was all that I had for... The Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. I am just going to preface this with the fact that I do like Catching Fire more, but I think it just has more stuff going on. It's kind of like how it is with Twilight. Like, I will always love the first Twilight, but Eclipse is still my favorite one to watch. Like, Catching Fire is my Eclipse. Okay. And I it's my favorite that. book of the th- of the three. Like, I think it's the best book, personally. Mm, yeah. What do you think now? Like, has anything changed uh no because i i I know what i'm walking into and i was actually really surprised by how much i liked it it's entertaining you were defending it more than you thought i did i defended i was like i was getting mad when people didn't like it Mm -hmm. and like there's a lot of points made that like i totally agree like the i mean the shaky camera is just it's bad there's none of it in the next one okay they don't do the shaky camera anymore (laughs) yeah because if they do it's short because i bet that was a huge complaint when it first came out overall positively received yeah. it was just the shaky Dang. camera so if they just didn't people. do that 
it would have gotten yeah. probably just better reviews. I still like it. I think it's still entertaining. Yeah, I defended it a lot more than I thought I would. <laughs> yeah, we both kind of acknowledged the technical issues that it has. I still, I love it. It deals with some pretty heavy shit for the audience that it was targeted at. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. It just feels nice to watch movies that you've read the book for. Yeah, it does. Especially Definitely. when they go relatively well. But anyway, I, you know, I still, I love these movies. I also am fine with defending them to a lot of the critics yeah. in here. Um, I don't think they're boring. Like, I think that, I don't think it needs to be, like, at 100, the whole movie. No, and, like, I like it for what it is, you know? Yeah, and when you watch the other ones, mm-hmm. or, like, if you've read the other books, this there's so much other shit that's gonna happen Mm -hmm. it's just the first one i feel like we're we're not at we're not at hunger games level dystopian but i feel like there's so many things every day where i'm like this is a very fucking dystopian we're taking the baby steps for it definitely if not if not like fucking nfts yeah no kidding well that's the whole thing like metaverse every year it's growing it's getting closer Mm -hmm. and it's it's frightening at this point it is (laughs) pretty frightening so we were I think like this movie, every time you rewatch it, because it is a dystopian movie, I think it's the beauty of sci-fi and dystopian movies. Mm -hmm. It comes with a new context. It's bad if it doesn't, you know? Yeah. So next week, we will be reviewing Catching Fire. And then after that, we'll be doing The Mockingjay Part 1 and 2. Probably be combining that into one episode. But watch along with us. Let us know what you think. We You can reach us on Instagram or TikTok at Easy Bake Takes. We also have a YouTube channel. We haven't started posting on there, but I think you can find us if you just look up Easy Bake Takes. We'll be posting clips from the show on TikTok and just announcements on Instagram. Our DMs are open, so let us know if you have any questions or suggestions for us. And thank you so much for listening. This has been Easy Bake Takes. I'm Kat. And I'm Riley. Easy watching out there. Bye. Bye.